Thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. How many is enjoying the grace of God? Isn't the grace of God good? The more you know about his grace and what he has done for us, then we will do that for others. So last um, time we were together, we talked about grace, which is unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor that we did not have to work for. So that's what grace is. And um, in the Bible, it talks about that grace is based upon love. And we gave, I gave you about four scriptures last week. I'm going to give you three more, and I'm going to close this out. Um, Romans 5, 8 talks about how God proved his love, and he demonstrated his love. That's what proved mean. While yet we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, who does that? While you're still in your mess, God made a way for us through his son. And by him showing us, um, by doing that um, through his son, that's how we should do when it comes to others. When we know what grace has done for us, when we began to do that for other people, we're allowing God's love to flow flow through us. Um, John 3.16 We know that one, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Amplified says he greatly loved, he dearly prized the world. So when we know how much God has uh, loved us through his son, then that's how we should love others. So we know that grace is based upon love according to Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 8. And we went over John 8, 3 through 11 with the lady that uh, committed adultery and how Jesus handled that lady. Now, I pray over these, these four scriptures that we went over, if you meditated on these four scriptures, I guarantee you during the week a situation, if a situation had come up with animosity, strife, or whatever it may be, if you meditated on the love of God and what God has done for you, it wouldn't take you all day to say I'm sorry or ask for forgiveness because none of us was worth saving. But because of his great love, because of his abundant love, I mean, this love was so great that it was no conditions behind his love. So there should be no conditions behind our love that we have because the love that we have comes from Jesus Christ. So when someone do you wrong and you don't say nothing else to that person, you don't know the love of God. When someone hurts you and you don't want to have nothing else to do with that person, you don't know the love of God. So anytime you hold in forgiveness, you hold in a grudge, you hold in offense, no matter what that person do, they may have wounded you so deeply that you don't want to look at them. You even know when they're coming in the room because it's it's gotten so bad you can smell them before you see them. You still supposed to love them because if you are spending that time with God and you knowing about his grace, then there's supposed to be change in your life to let people know who you've been with. And that's what grace did. Grace loved us even when we was not lovable. Grace saved us. It's a scripture in Titus 2.11. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation, he said that he has given this unto all men. It has appeared to all men. So that means nobody was left out. So when we look at Titus 2.11, if we are picking the people that we think 
that deserves salvation because of what they have done, we don't know the grace of God. So if we're looking at a person that's, that maybe have an addiction or a person that um, may be doing things out of the norm and we look at them like, no, God can't use you or, you know, you got to do this before God can use you, we don't know the grace of God. Because God has given this grace unto everybody. It does not matter what they done or how they done it. In 1 John chapter 2, it, 2, verse 2, it talks about how Jesus died. He atoned for everybody's sins, the sins of the whole world. So that means he left nobody out. So there's not a person in this room that has an excuse to say, God loved you more than he loved me. No, you can't even say that because God gave grace to everybody. It was grace that bought salvation and he gave it to all men. So nobody can say that they're better than anybody else in this room. It doesn't matter what anyone's done. God gave us grace and that grace has saved us. So we need to quit looking at people by what they do. We put people in categories. We put like homosexuality higher than anything else. We look at people that maybe a lesbian or maybe gay or however you want to call it and we'll say I can't be around that person that just don't make no sense I only want to look at them and you save that's not the grace of God the grace of God loved them he don't like what they're doing but he still loved them and we're supposed to show that same love and we're supposed to bring that love to them because if we've been with the father there's no way that we can hate anybody we're supposed to allow this love that was shed abroad in our heart. We allow it to come out to others. So if you have any deep wounds in you that you've been suppressing, that you've been holding on to for years, and you can't let those um, hurts and wounds and everything be healed, then that tells me that you don't want, you haven't really accepted grace. You haven't really accepted what God has done for us through his son. So if there's anybody in this room tonight they're still holding on to stuff and saying, you know, I love God and I know God loved me. You don't know the love of God because when we truly forgive someone, we're going to let that go. We're not going to keep bringing that up. We're not going to keep making them feel guilty or wrong. We're not going to keep reminding them, you done me like this this time, but it won't happen again. I gave you a chance, but that was the last chance. That's not what grace did. Grace forgave us once and for all. That means that for, I'm going to go to something else tonight on some more scriptures, but this last scripture is Matthew 20, verse 1 through 16. This is talking about how there was a householder, and he ended up hiring some um, people to work his vineyard. In this vineyard, he started at the third hour, and he hired some. Then he went to the sixth hour, I believe it was the ninth hour, the sixth hour, the eleventh hour. He began to hire men. And as he hired them, he was giving them the same wage. So at the eleventh hour, after he had hired all of them, he came in to pay them. And when he said, call the last first. So when the last came, he gave them, you know, what he was going to give the rest of them. So the ones that he had hired first in the vineyard, they were upset. They said, we've been working all day. They just started, and you're going to give them, you know, what you've given us. So this is what grace done. It don't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter if you've been saved before anybody else. Grace does not change. He's going to love you the same. We have a problem in the body of Christ of looking at 
how long I've been saved. I've been saved longer than you, so I know more than you. And God's going to accept me before he accepts you. You don't know about grace. Because God accepted all of us when we were not acceptable. And this is how people get on their high horse. You know, we want people to look up to us like, I've been saved for 20 years, so I got 20 years over on you. But it don't matter how many years you have over on a person when it's time for Jesus to come, who have, have accepted Jesus, you're going to go if you just got saved the day he's coming. So it doesn't matter. So when we look at grace, we don't look at ourselves no more. If you're still looking at you, you don't know about grace. And that's the problem. We spend so much time on what we have done. But it's not about what we have done. It's what he has done for us. So when we deal with grace, we have to understand that God does not look at performance. This is what God does not look at. When we look at performance, then we're up under the law. So tonight what I want to talk about is grace and faith. Grace and faith. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I'm going to... The most famous scripture dealing with grace and faith, and everybody should know, Ephesians 2, 8, and verse 9. It says, for by grace are ye saved. Y'all got that part? For by grace are you saved. What does that mean? Grace is what saved you. I just went over Titus 2, 11. It says, for God... Um, for it was by the grace of God that brings us salvation. So we know that grace is what saved us. But there's a part in there that sometimes we miss, and it's through faith. For by grace are you saved. So we know that we didn't have to do anything for salvation. Where am I going? We try to make people feel as if they have to do something to be acceptable by God. Remember Sunday I talked about God is the one that validates you. You don't look for nobody to accept or approve you. This is what grace done. It accepted you when you were not acceptable. So if we're trying to grade people on what they do to be accepted, we're out of grace. That means if we're saying, you got to do this for me to love you. You got to do that for me to accept you again. That means that you don't understand God's grace. Because grace already accepted them outside of their performance. So he said, for by grace are you saved. But then the next part, it says, through faith. We have to have faith in order for grace to work. See, grace has given us everything we need. See, in this package with grace, you have healing, you have salvation, you have deliverance, you have joy. You have everything that heaven's, heaven have in that package. God has given you everything that's in heaven. He has wrapped it up in grace. But the only way you can receive grace is through faith. Grace is already given to you, but you can't receive it, not unless you go through faith. And that's why that next verse says, and this is not of yourselves. See, that's the part we miss. If I'm trying to do something to get God to give me something, then I have not accepted what God has done. That's where faith come in at. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is Paul talking because Paul is letting them know what God has given you is not going to come through your performance. See, some of us are trying to perform from, for God to get what we want. Don't we do that in the natural world? 
It's just like me and my husband. I'll say, okay, I'll do this for you, honey, if you do this for me. So it means that I'm not going to do this for you, not unless you do this for me first. That I don't understand grace. Because regardless, if he never do nothing for me, when I have the grace of God on the inside of me, I'm going to do it anyway outside of what he do or what he don't do. See, we can't go on performance. I can't say, well, you didn't give me nothing for Valentine's Day, and I ain't getting you nothing either. No, because if the love of God is in me, regardless if he never gives me anything, my heart is towards God. I have the heart of God, so I'm going to do what my heart is telling me to do. Why is it that saved folk get attitudes when somebody don't do them like they do other people? That means you ain't operating in grace because grace don't look for nothing in return. Grace didn't look for nothing from you because actually we would get in the way. That's why God say you can't even save yourself. So that's why he had to send a savior and his name was Jesus Christ. So if we're still trying to get God's attention by our performance, that's works. That means I'm getting tired because even reading the word of God, and this is how sometimes we'll do it. We try to take the word and we try to um, get illumination from ourselves, not allowing the Holy Spirit to illuminate that word. We're trying to come up with what we think that the word is saying when we have a helper to give us that revelation from the word. Our job is to read it, to study it, to meditate on it, and not try to figure it out ourselves. Because if you're trying to figure it out, you're trying to work it out. But when you're reading the word of God, you're saying, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Because I really don't know what this word is saying in my natural mind. But I know I have the mind of Christ, so I need for you to enlighten me on this scripture. And once you tell the Holy Spirit to enlighten you on that scripture, as you read that scripture, that scripture is going to begin to speak to you. And as that scripture begin to speak to you, you know that's not you no more. Because what the scripture is saying to you, you know it didn't come from you. It has come from God. And that's how grace works. When you're living by grace, you're saying it's not based on what I do. My healing ain't based on what I do. My deliverance is not based on what I do. My prosperity is not based on what I do. Let me, let me settle that issue. You got to work to get paid. Don't get me wrong. So if some of y'all sitting home and saying, well, apostle said grace has already given it to me, so I don't have to go to work to get no check. I did not tell you that. We're talking about spiritually. Spiritual things, they're already yours. But in order to get what God has already done, it comes through faith. That's why the scripture says, it's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, that's why God did not have a man, a natural man, a man that was full of sin to do this for us because they couldn't do it. He had to get his son who didn't have no sin, who knew no sin, so we can become the righteousness of God through him. So we don't have a right to boast. Have you noticed people spend more time boasting on, look what I done? You ain't done nothing. Everything that was done, it was already done. The only thing you did was step into what God has done. So if you still have your mind on, I prayed and this happened, or I fasted and this happened, that's works. That's not grace. 
The reason why you pray is because you communicating with God, you speaking the word of God, and you know that by you speaking that word, that word is going to be at work, so you don't have to do a hundred jumping jacks to make it work while you waiting for the manifestation. What you doing, you accessing what God has already given you. That's just like if I take Rahim and I give Rahim my Bible, and I say, Rahim, here, you can have my Bible. And then Rahim come to me at the end of service and he said, here's your Bible. And I'm like, that's not my Bible. He said, it is your Bible. I said, it's not my Bible because I gave you that Bible. So it's no longer mine. So if Rahim, on the other hand, if I gave him that Bible and Rahim would never open up that Bible because he was not sure that I gave it to him. So he would always keep it in a box with him, never open up what he has because it's a gift. He said, no, they say, where you get that from, man? Well, you know, apostle gave it to me, but I'm not for sure that she really gave it to me. So I'm just going to watch over it until she asks for it back. Then it's not really his, is it? Even though it's his, he haven't really accepted what has been given to him. That's what's going on in the body of Christ. We have everything that we need. Grace have provided it. There's nothing we have to do to get it. But in order for grace to work, it's through faith. That's what Paul is saying. Let's look at another scripture in Romans 4, 16. It says in Romans 4, 16, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Everybody got it? Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. So the Bible's letting us know that in order for us To get what God has provided, we have to go through faith. Now, let's talk about this faith that Paul is talking about. In order to, uh, how grace works is through faith. You have the grace because God has given you that grace. But in order for faith, um, grace to work, it, it comes through faith. Let's look at an example on how to access grace. We access grace by having faith and what God has done through his son. How do we access grace? It's through what God has done through his son, but it comes through faith. Let's look at something in Romans 5, 2. It says, Whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. If you look back at Romans 1, 5, 1, It'll tell you more about Romans 5, 2. And it says here, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means by us having faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done on our behalf, that access this grace. So think about it. If you got all these goodies over here that belong to you, and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that gives you access to those goodies. So that means even when you were not saved, you had all this. But you couldn't have access to it until you accept the Son and what he's done. God has made it available through the Son, but by you having faith in the Son, you get to have access 
to what God has already done, but it comes through faith. So when you hear this good news concerning the kingdom of God, concerning what Jesus have done on our behalf, when you hear how he died when we didn't, um, when he, we should have died, you know, how, how it is, um, for God so loved the world, he gave his son. When you hear all that and you accept the son and you having faith in what the son did, because you know you can't do it yourself, you have access to everything that grace have brought unto you. So that access comes through faith. Let's look at an example, and I'll break it down some more. When we look in Genesis chapter 12, we see Abraham. Abraham is a good example. When Abraham heard the voice of God, and God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, this is what I want you to do. I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your kindred. I want you to um, leave your father's house and go into a land that I will show thee. God spoke unto Abraham. What was Abraham hearing? He was hearing God's voice. So what Abraham did, he had faith in what God was saying even before it manifested. That's what grace does. God gave him what belonged to him, which was grace. But in order for him to access grace, it had to come through believing what God was saying. Let me say it again. I go with my Bible. I gave Rahim my Bible. And I say, Rahim, here, this is yours. But Rahim never opened this Bible because he never believed in what he had. I'll give you a better example. I told Rahim he can have my Bible. He never saw the Bible, but he took me at my word. So every time he saw me with this Bible, he said, that's my Bible. And they said, how can that be your Bible? She still have that Bible. But Rahim had enough faith in what I said to know it don't matter. She still have it. It already belonged to me. Y'all get it. So if God said he has given you healing and you still going through in your body, you ain't going on how your body feel. You going on what God has said. You're saying, God, I have enough faith in you to know that your word is true because the Bible said, let God be true and let every man become a liar. So if God says that he has given me this, then I'm going to go on his word because I have such a relationship with him. I'm going to take his word instead of going on what I see. So Abraham, what he did when God spoke, y'all know Abraham didn't see God. God is a spirit, but he heard God. Remember, faith come by and hearing come by the what? Word of God. Who spoke to Abraham? The word. So when he had heard the word, he had faith for the word. And what did Abraham end up doing? He ended up leaving what he was familiar with. So when you hear God speak to you, that means you're taking God's promise. All of God's promises is his grace. (laughs) It's everything that he has given you, Teresa Waddell. So if it's everything that he has given you and he said it, you don't have to keep begging him for it. You just say, I receive it. And you go on and you live like you already have it. So when people tell you, I'll give you a child, for instance, like, My little granddaughter, Jayana. Now, children, when they're real little, oh, man, you better watch what you say and watch what you do around them because they take you at your word. So she was telling us last night, she said, I want you and granddaddy to pick me up from daycare. But when y'all pick me up, I want you to take me to Walmart. So, no, 
She said she wanted me, granddaddy, and Ari to pick her up, but she wanted Aria to take her to Walmart because she wanted to get a toy. Now, this little girl here knew what we told her we were going to do. So she waited on it because she know they're not going to lie to me. If they said they're going to do it, I'm going to look for them to do it. So when we popped up to take her, you know, to pick her up from daycare, the next step was Ariel taking her to Walmart. Guess what? Yana played at the house. Ariel got busy with her projects. And Ariel said, Yana, I cannot take you to Walmart. Her lips start poking out because she knew what we had said. So guess what I'm saying? We make promises, but we don't keep them at times. Our heart means well, right? But sometimes things come up where we can't do what we say. But when it comes to God and we have such a relationship with God, y'all, this is so, so good. When you spend time with God and God give you back his word, Jennifer, that's a rhema, baby. And when God give you that and you say, yes, Lord, and you take that word, no matter what comes up, you saying, I know what you said, God. So what you did when God spoke his word, he was telling you, okay, all of my promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So you know that's a yes. Even before you ask me, it's a yes because it lined up with what I said. So if I know this, guess what I'm doing? I'm having faith in what God has said and is accessing what I already have. You cannot get what you already have unless you have faith in the one that has gotten it for you, which is Jesus Christ. You don't look to you to get nothing. That's works. So Abraham, he went on what? Faith. Now here's the kicker. He got, um, Isaac was his son. So God began to talk to Isaac and Genesis 26, 24, and he began to tell Isaac that he's blessing him and he's given him that promise, not because of Isaac, but because of Abraham. He said, I made a promise to Abraham, Isaac. He said, so I'm going to give you those blessings because of my covenant with Abraham. What am I saying, Jennifer Simpson? I'm saying that what you get ain't based on what I do. It's based on what he has done already for you. So if you waiting on me to do it, you're going to miss out on what's already been done. So with Isaac, he was telling him, he said, I already made a covenant with Abraham. So I have to stick to what I said with Abraham. So even if Isaac messed up, that covenant was still intact with Abraham and it goes to his seed. So what am I saying? He made... That covenant with Jesus Christ. We'll say Jesus Christ is Abraham. So that means if I mess up right now, he ain't taking back what he already promised. Why? Because it's coming through his son. It ain't based on me messing up. But why would I mess up when I know what grace done? See, that's the whole thing. See, what we try to do when we mess up, we try to perform. We try to work it out ourselves. Well, if I do more of this, God is going to give me what I'm asking for. His grace ain't based upon performance. How do I know? I'm going to use Abraham again. Abraham was a liar. He was an adulterer. He did some things in his life that he should not have done. But God didn't base it on Abraham's performance. He based it on his covenant. He based it upon what he told Abraham. 
He messed around with Hagar. He should not have. He lied and was telling Abimelech that he said, this is my sister, which she was his half-sister, but he told a little lie. So Abraham done some things in his life. So if God based it on performance, guess what would have happened? He would have been dead. He didn't do that. He based it upon his word. What am I telling you tonight? We're missing out on grace Because we're trying to have faith in what we have done instead of looking to Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith and say, I'm not going on me because if I go on me, I'll never get what God has already provided. If I wait until I get it right, Jennifer, I'll never get what God has. Everybody in this room mess up every day. I don't care if it's a little lie. You just lie. I don't care if you, you know, had something in your heart. Some people say it's in my heart, you know, but I keep it to myself. You still wrong because according to the law, you dead. But guess what? Because of God's grace, he said, I'm going to make a way for you that no matter how you mess up, it's already been paid for. It's been paid for through my son. But in order for you to get access to what's been paid for that's already yours, you have to have faith in the one that has given it to you because you didn't get it on your own. It's so simple, y'all. We miss it because we mess up so much. Do y'all know we feel good when we feel like we got it right? How many? How many feel good when you felt like, man, I read my Bible for 10 minutes. Yay me. I feel good, y'all. I done it and I didn't go to sleep. I know God's going to give me something for that one. Don't we wait on him to give us a little something, something, because we read the Bible longer than we ever read it. Or we get in there and we stay in there for a while. We come out feeling good. I can conquer the world, Jennifer. I done been with Jesus. And then the next thing you know, you're ready to curse somebody out. Thank God for grace. Because grace ain't based on performance. See, some of us right here in this church, we look at people based upon what they do, and that's how we react towards that person. You ain't holy enough because this is what you're doing. If God based holiness on any of us, we'd be dead. So we don't look at people's performance. But let me explain this. In life, in the natural world, When we look at things, this is what we do. If I tell, I always use that jolly green giant back there. I guess Jeremy says, as soon as I want to come to Bible study, you always calling me out. But he used to it. So he don't get offended because he know his mama. (laughs) But I remember when Jeremy was growing up. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Woo. Thank God for his grace. Because when that boy was growing up, I ain't no grace like I know grace now. Only thing I know is, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Only thing I can see, y'all, me jumping on Jeremy's back, because I know how big he is, and I can see him slinging me everywhere, but I was holding on, determined to let him know, you ain't getting away with that one. So I remember every time that boy would do something, y'all know how it is, y'all mamas know, you know what, boy, you're going to learn. You're going to get enough of that foolishness. Same ones you hanging with. They're going to bring you down. Do you hear me, boy? That's truth, ain't it? But guess what God told me? He said, the more you tell him about who's going to bring him down, the more he's going to go to the ones you're telling him about. But when you start meeting him where he is and letting him know 
what truth is, you've done all you can do. Y'all, I learned through that boy back there that I needed some help because I couldn't do it no more. The more you tell them, the worse they get. I ain't lying. Didn't we do it? The worse they get, and you wondering, ain't nothing else I can do but make up my mind to go to jail tonight. Right? <laughs> you see yourself going to jail. It's the truth. But this is one thing that I have learned about grace, y'all. I had to realize grace saved me at the worst state that I could ever be in. Did it stop me from telling him, when you do this, then this is what I have to do as a parent. That's what we're supposed to do. Because if you see a stop sign, you got to stop at that stop sign. So you got to let them know this is discipline, right? This is what happens when you break the law. Now, if I tell him this is what I'm going to do and I don't do it, I become a liar, right? So I do it out of love to do what? To save him because I don't want him in a mess. But if I keep whooping him and whooping him and whooping him and not explaining to him what I'm doing, then guess what's going to happen? He's going to rebel even the more. So that's why love comes in the picture. Whatever we do, we do it out of love. Don't that boy back there know he's going to go to hell if he don't uh, change? Who don't know they're going to hell? And it's getting so, I even use this verse. Boy, the maggots and worms don't even die in hell. <laughs> they burn forever and you be hollering, Lord, help me. Too late, boy. He already know he's going to go to hell. I remember I was having a conversation with him one time. He pick up so quick and then you wonder sometime, you know, you be like, boy, you got that. Now live it. But he can't live nothing that he ain't ready to live. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all know how we are parents. We save and our whole household supposed to be saved. Don't you know it's going to be somebody left in the house to get you right? If the whole house was saved, we wouldn't grow up. Come on, at the time, we got to learn how, everybody, this is my house. I, thank you, Holy Ghost. I have to say this tonight, y'all. I got a witness back there. He's my son. I use me because I'm not ashamed. You know why I'm not ashamed? Because I know more about grace now. I remember one day, I got tired of telling him. Y'all, you know how you think you, you're over stuff? You're you over it. You're showing love. You're walking right. I told that man right there. I said, listen here. Now, how are you going to reach him? How are you going to reach him bowing up at him like that? You can't be bowing up at him like that. Now, you got to calm it down some, some more. You know, giving him the word. Y'all, one day I'm in my office, Jennifer, studying, loving on Jesus. Oh, no, Jolly Green Giant done something. Next thing I know, Jeremy, know what hit this mama? I hit the keyboard so hard it scared the boy. I said, get your clothes. I said, no, matter of fact, naked you came in this world. Naked you leaving out. I said, everything you got, I bought it. So if you want to cut up with the world, cut up naked. Because I'm through with you, boy. Is that true, Jeremy? I said, you getting out of this house. I said, I had enough. I done told you truth. You don't want to listen. Get out. My boy left out the door and was leaving. And here I am. Yes, Lord. Going back to studying. Couldn't he study right? 
Holy Spirit got me. He said, you wrong. He said, I love you. Even when you weren't lovable. Now you apologize. See what I'm saying? That's grace. Grace had to let me know that he loved me in spite of me. So I had to let Jeremy know I was wrong. But that day, that boy back there was scared. He didn't know what overcome this mama. Because I had enough. Come on, we got a lot of people in here. You have enough. You're tired. You're tired of repeating yourself over and over and over again. So now it's time for action. I dealt with Jeremy, but then I had to deal with that man. He come in there, he say, didn't you tell me? <laughs> I said, yes, I did, but I'm tired. <laughs> so I had an excuse for what I done, right? But I had to humbly submit myself up under God's mighty hand so I could be exalted in due times. Y'all, the more you learn about grace, we mess up. But when we mess up, and you know what grace done for you, you can even love others. I'll give you another example. And the reason why I'm giving these exa examples because when you truly know grace, you ain't going to have a problem doing what you do for nobody. Another example, Jeremy again. Y'all, thank God for Jesus. That boy right there. Thank God for Jesus. Jeremy again, I never forget. Got another witness back there. Let it be established by two on Quisha. I remember when, after I got used to Quisha being pregnant, Jeremy needed a job. So you know, if, if she's pregnant and he ain't got no job, who they looking at? Okay. So look, y'all, I'm in the office again. I come out the office, Jolly Green Giant scratched out on my couch. Quisha in my recliner. Oh, no. Mama lost it again. I forgot about Grace. I said, if you don't get your big tail off my couch and go get a job because you ain't laying in this house, she pregnant and you laying on my couch. You getting out of here. He my witness. Jeremy say, Mama, Ain't no employment office open at this time. <laughs> I say it's open today. <laughs> you going somewhere to fill out an application because you ain't laying here thinking you ain't going to work. Jeremy left out of there and my son was working. But I did it the wrong way. But it was done. But it was done wrongly because I did it the wrong way. So I had to grow up in grace, y'all. I had to grow in grace. This is what I'm telling you. We have to look at where we were. So when these things pop up, we got to know how to present it. So everything that God done for us, if we know what he's done for us, we shouldn't have a problem doing for somebody else. But in order to access what God done, we got to have faith in Jesus Christ because he's the one that accesses by believing in him, by believing in Jesus, we can get what God has already provided. And when you mess up, y'all, don't look at you. Look at him and what he's done on your behalf. See, the enemy wants you to stay in guilt and condemnation so you can't access what's belonged to you. 
As long as you feel guilty and wrong, when you feel guilty and wrong, it's because a door is open that need to be shut, that the enemy is using so to make you feel unworthy. You feel like God can't heal me, not because of what I've done. That's what the enemy wants you to feel like. But you have to let the enemy know, I'm already healed. Healing wasn't based on me. It was based on his son. So I can still get what God has given me. But what stops us is what we deposit. When you deposit wrong things in your heart, this is what's going to keep coming out of your mouth. And then this is what happens around you. So we got to remember in order to get what God has provided, we have to rely on Jesus and not rely on ourselves. Because if you're relying on you, you will never be able to get what God has provided. So everything you need comes through Jesus Christ. And I'll give you another one. A lot of scriptures, huh? We're going to give you all of them, but they're just good. I'll skip that one. Okay. Who gives us faith? We know God gives us faith. Remember that. We know faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. But we have to understand that God gives us what we need. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, guess what? We get the what? Fruit of the Spirit. Part of that fruit is faith, right? And he has given all of us the measure of faith in Romans 12, 3. So everything that you need, you have it already through accepting his son. God has given you this faith that you need to access what you already have. Because if you um, heard about Jesus then that's how your faith came. But then in order to access what you already have, you just have to rely on what Jesus have already done on your behalf. Y'all don't that sound simple? So next time you get in kind of a whirlwind and you feel like I'm unworthy, I can't get this and I can't get that, say it's not based on me. It's based on him, on what Jesus done. But let me leave this with you. When you know grace and you know it comes through faith, you do not keep sinning because you know what grace done. When you keep doing stuff that you should not do, that means you denying what he's already done. When you know his love, you ain't going to allow things to come into your life that would disappoint God or make you not look like who you are in him. But guess what? God still love you, but it's blocking you from accessing what God has already done. So remember, it's not based on your performance. No matter what you do or how you do it, that's not going to get you nothing from God because Jesus have already given you everything you need. It came through his son. It came by, by grace, but it comes through faith. And once you have faith in Jesus Christ, then you access what God has already provided. So meditate on those scriptures. And when we get into different situations and different things, and you know that you're born again, don't try to figure it out. Know that it's already been worked out and begin to thank God for what he's already done. Why am I going over grace and faith? Because as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus Christ, this is how you're supposed to minister to people. You don't supposed to look down on them because they dress this way or because they're doing this, that, or the other. You're supposed to love them 
the way God loved you by giving his son. And the more you look at it that way, matter of fact, the more you study the scriptures, you're not going to look at it any other way except that way. So when somebody bring to you, you look what they've done, just like the lady that uh, committed adultery. They were looking at her acts. They were looking at her performance. But what Jesus was looking at was grace. So he was letting her know, I don't condemn you. Because, see, God looks at his son. He don't look at us. And his son is perfect. That meaning no fault in his son. So, wow. So when I go to God in Jesus' name, y'all, I should be jumping and shouting and say, woo, I already got it because I know that there's no sin in his son. So he don't see Amanda. He see his son. So when I come to him, I know I already have it. I have that confidence because I know it ain't based on me. On the jobs, guess who is based upon? It's based upon your performance. If you don't do a good job, you don't get a raise. But it don't matter what we do or what we don't do, God has already given us a raise. That raise have come through Jesus Christ, but you got to have faith in him and not in yourself to get what God has already given you. So when you think about every day, already have it. Ain't nothing I have to do to get it, but have faith in what Jesus done. Just believe it. You got to believe it, and then you'll be able to receive it. So our problem is we're still trying to work something out that's already been worked out, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to make us feel like this is what you have to do for God to do that. If you change this, then God will do this. No, God has already done it through his son. We just need to believe in what his son has done, and then we can get what we already have. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? And y'all, I tell you the truth. I use me and my family as examples because I want to tell you this. From the pulpit on down, we have situations. We have problems. But what gets you through all those things is being before him. And he'll show you how to handle those problems. We all mess up in this room. Everybody in this room can't say they're so holy. They ain't done nothing wrong. You may done it. You may have done it in word. You may have done it... Um, some other kind of way but when you get to know him and really get to know him guess what you will begin to show the love of God and love covers a multitude of sin amen do anybody have anything on the grace teaching from last week that has helped you I guess Jennifer Amen. Anyone else? Well, praise God. Everybody weep was like it should be. We give God glory for that. But we thank God for his grace and for what grace have done. And we're going to access that grace through faith um, and everything that Jesus have done on our behalf. Leave you out of it. That's what I'm saying. Only thing you got to do is believe in what he's done. And you can access what you already have. Oh, y'all, that's so good. That it ain't based on us, it's based on his son. And we can already have everything, we already have everything that we need. I think if we meditate more on grace and faith, we wouldn't be having all these issues in the body of Christ. We would let go of things much quicker, wouldn't we? Amen. Do we have any more announcements?